This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Hey guys, Mark Striegel here of the Talking Metal Podcast. Welcome to another episode. (laughs) All right, let's uh, thank the patrons. And I just typed in Patreon on my uh, computer here and spelled it wrong. And I ended up on the Patron website, which must be a, a sign. That's a sign from God that I need, I need tequila as soon as possible. Tequila messes with my mind, I'll tell you that. And uh, it also is something that I love while I'm actually drinking it and don't love so much the next morning. But anyways, let's try that again. Patreon. Patreon, not Patron. All right, here we go. We got 51 striving to get back to where we were, which was, I think, 53 at one point. And we were down to 50. Now we're back at 51, thanks to Eddie the Head 83. And uh, another one from the UK, which is awesome which is awesome. We have such great supporters uh, across the pond there. And Eddie, the head 83, it means the world to me. And I am sending you a t-shirt over there as, as soon as I can. I'll probably get it in the mail this Saturday. So what? Usually a week or two to get over to England. And wow, I am totally stupid because Eddie... The head 83, I just looked at your address here and I saw London as the the town city. So I I thought you were in the UK. I am obviously mistaken. You are in Canada. So we have such great (laughs) listeners up in Canada. We do. We have a lot of listeners in the UK, in in Canada, and of course, uh, the United States of America. But I would say those are the, the strongholds for Talking Metal. And I love... All three of those places, I've, I've been to them before. I spent two weeks in the UK over in, in London, not the same London that you're from, Eddie the Head 83, the other London over across the sea there, but you're London, Ontario. So cool, Eddie the Head 83, I will mail a t-shirt out to you probably this weekend. And it usually arrives quickly to Canada, so Let me know when you get it. If you want to take a picture of yourself, I will definitely put it on my Instagram. 
So, uh, yeah. All right. Let's, uh, I'm dragging here. Sorry, guys. Let's get moving. Nick Beach, down under. Hope you got your t-shirt, Nick. Mrs. Metal Dan, Sam Warwick, Kato Yogova, Adrian Cusick, Dane Damage, Madison Hatter, Seth B., Alan Janssen, Hank Reeves, John Simpson, Huckney Jacobson, Ed Ferguson, Denny Striegel, Patrick Sabin, Jerry from Salt Lake City, Blue Walsh 21, Victor Guzman, Gene Eugene DX, Sean Richmond, Mario Charance, Andrew Miller, Jeremy Weltman, Chris Riley, Johan Erdestrom, Stephen Rodriguez, Tommy Anderson, Gregory Muse, Kenny McCrimmon, Leo Shaben, Brad Dahl, Dan Gurwan, Victor M. Ruiz, Sam Supi, Drake, Matt Carroll, Joe Ryan, Jason Seth, Stephen Saylor, Ron Keel, Jean-Francois Blas, Anthony Mackey, James Bennett, David Gray, Fred Rutz, Michael Street, Mike Jones, Steve Hoker, John Bovari, and Metal Dan, our longest-running supporter since July 2017. You rock, Metal Dan. And you know who else rocks? Phil Lewis of L.A. Guns. First-timer. We're having a bunch of first-timers, and, and they just aren't nobodies. They're, they're big-time, at least to me. Guys like Doug Pinnock and, and Phil Lewis. They're, they're people I've been listening to for years and enjoying the music they've been creating for, for decades and decades. So to finally get interviews with them here on this podcast, which has been going on since 2005, I don't take it for granted. It is a big deal. And again, what an honor to talk with Phil Lewis of LA Guns. Let's get into the episode. All right, let's get right into our interview here with Phil Lewis of L.A. Guns. It was, uh, again, just really fun talking with him. Loved hearing the stories about Don Arden. You guys know who Don Arden is, right? He had Jet Records, remember Ozzy's old label, and ELO's old label. So Phil Lewis was on that label. So we're going to talk about Don Arden. And of course, Don Arden also gave us Sharon Osborne, literally Sharon Osborne's father. And we're going to talk uh, to him about the brand new L.A. Guns record. We're going to talk to him about some old L.A. Guns music. And we're going to talk to him about the gig he did in 2019 with L.A. Guns at the Iridium in New York City. So let's get into the interview right now here on the Talking Metal Podcast. Hey, it's Mark Striegel of Talking Metal, and joining us for the first time ever, we have legendary vocalist Phil Lewis. Phil, how are you, man? I'm all right, Mark. How are you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. I was just reminiscing with my wife about seeing L.A. Guns and you back in 2019 at the Iridium in New York City. Such an amazing, fun night. Man, uh, any memories of that show? I've got a lot of memories of that show, yeah. Um, in, in, in many ways, it was, it was kind of one of our, our last shows because uh, it, was, it was before this this awful pandemic hit and, and we had no idea what was just around the corner. And I remember it being a really, really fun night. <clears throat> I remember it being an absolute pain in the ass to, to, to get our equipment in and out. 
to Parkatova, the logistics of it were a nightmare. Right. It really right. worked. But but the gig itself, I felt I mean it, I felt like I was in hol- on hallowed ground to start with because it was Les Paul's joint and it had like you know backstage the chair that Les Paul used to sit in and play and it just just so much so much history such a great vibe there and um, the show was packed as well as you know uh, and, and it's a little bit different than a regular rock show I I, I felt honestly it was bit more of a, an exhibition than, right a, than a than a gig because it was a seated audience and and and, and I, I got the impression that many of the, the the people in the audience were in fact musicians that just had that it's just got a musician's vibe that club uh and and um we brought our best game we didn't go over the top there's no need reason to go over the top because as you know as i said it's kind of more of an exhibition than a gig and and I remember it being packed, us playing great, and it going down absolute gangbusters, and and just thinking, wow, I can't wait to come back here again. Hopefully next year. And uh, of course that that didn't happen, but it might happen again. I liked it because it was it was a we've been playing bigger rooms uh, up until that point on that specific tour. That was a nice intimate show that night, and. Uh, yeah, I remember it very, very well, uh, very fondly, actually. Yeah, and I mean, me too. I remember it so well. And I think because of the pandemic, it's interesting. Some of the really good shows I saw in 2019, like L.A. Guns at the Iridium in New York City, I just replay them over and over in my, I, my head. So I, yeah. I can't wait to get you guys back here. Is there currently a plan to start touring again? And the plan is, uh, well, the record drops on November 11th. Um, we've got a show that night, uh, and then we've got half a dozen so shows between then and the end of the year. Um, mostly local stuff in the LA area. We've got a couple of shows at, um, at Bamps in Vegas, and then um, our our usual um, New Year's Eve at the Whiskey. Right on, right on. And you mentioned the new album. I mean, every two years now, it seems like we're getting a, a new L.A. Guns record. The Missing Peace in 2019, The Devil You Know in 2019. Here we are in 2021, two years later. Checkered Past is on the way. Did the pandemic cause this record to come, or are you just kind of on a two-year schedule now? Well, two years, you know, like I, I grew up in the 70s, listening to 70s bands, and and. I remember every it was every couple of years, you know, a band would release an album, and 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 that's just the way it is, and that's the way it should be, and that's the way we've always operated. We would put a new album out every two years if we had the chance, but you know, back in the day, things got all messed up, and and it, since this reunion, we've been on such a, a straight, strong trajectory that uh, it hasn't been a problem, and and actually. The, the, the pandemic was, was um, kind of a blessing in disguise. Now, the, the, all the other, uh, the first three um, since the reunion uh, were, were recorded um, traditionally uh, in, in the studio, and, and I'd fly out to New York and I'd do my vocals with Mitch Davis, and uh, it was just great. It was the uh, we we had a system, a system that worked. Now, obviously, there's no flying out to New York to record. And, uh, you know, we 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 had a a lot of challenges, um, and and mostly the fact that I would have to get back 
uh, I, I have to hone up my my recording skills, get my engineering skills back, uh, and do the vocals here in my place in my house. Right. Uh, built vocal booth under the stairs, kicked out Harry Potter, and okay. uh, put a microphone in, and uh, uh, it, and it was just me. It was just me and and and, and the computer. So I would have to rewind the the tape, not the tape, but the, the session, uh, ten or fifteen seconds earlier than I needed, put it in record, get up, run uh, under the stairs, get the, get my headphones on, get my get the vibe right, get in my head and, and come in uh, on my cue. And um and that <laughs> that certainly kept me fit. Right. Um, <laughs> and it was a um <clears throat> it's a challenge, you know, I think that we should feel really good. We put out a, a really formidable record under very trying circumstances, and and uh, I, we should, and I do, we do feel really good about it. And it, and it it doesn't sound fragmented. It doesn't have that um, recorded in a bedroom vibe or any of that. It sounds like a real real record, and and you. I've got to thank, we got to thank Adam Hamilton for that because he compiled it. We were sending all the files to him. He put it together. He played drums on it um, because he set up as a producer, his studio set up uh, for drums, and he's an excellent drummer. So I've um, got to give a big credit to Adam Hamilton, who has not only been our drummer, he's been our bass player and our guitarist. The right only on. thing Adam's done in the band is sing. <laughs> and I wouldn't put that past him either. He, he's brilliant. He can yeah. do anything. And uh, yeah, he played a, a big part in this record and, 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 and us um, making it possible to uh, do it um, in isolation. Right on. And so many great songs off the record. The first track, Cannonball, just an explosive lead track. Let's talk about this song. I mean, in some ways, when you listen to it, it almost sounds like, you know, pirates out, out at sea at war. But is this really like a big metaphor for something else? I don't know. I'm actually asking you that. Or is it actually about being out at, at sea and, and, you know. Being How do you think the video for it? What's that? We made a video for it. Yes, I saw the video. Yeah. And you saw that it's very camp. It's all very dressed up in, in, in pirate. Yeah. Uh, me anyway yeah cut uh, cut with with the ships with the cannonballs yeah 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 no uh no it, there's no metaphor it's not about anyone it's not about um you know ex-band members or anything like that it is it's it's it, it, it's a pirate fable it's a uh it, it's a high seas adventure and right on. Uh, that's all and and uh it was it was it was a character that i could uh I really enjoyed getting into, and and, uh, and I knew when I was doing the vocals and I was recording the vocals and, and putting it together, uh, I, I knew it was going to be a monster, and I and, and I was just really um, I couldn't wait to to to, to put an old um, old um, a, a naval jacket, or old naval hat from the 16th century, and it and a big powder wig. I couldn't do that quick enough. It was, right. it was always, always in my head that I was going to do that. Uh, and and um, it was a bit tricky because the, uh, 
the record company Frontiers, they didn't quite get my vision. They, they, they wanted to do two videos. They wanted to do Cannonball and Get Along. Um, and, and they were really more focused on Get Along. And Cannonball, they were just going to have us like perform in a room and then cut uh, various um, cool scenes from the, the bad streets of, of Hollywood. And I was like, well, I'm going to look pretty fucking funny in my, in my pirate outfit uh, <laughs> in, in, the, in the mean streets of Hollywood. And they're like, well, what do you mean? And I had a whole thing. I had the idea of it all figured out even before they took a, a single frame uh, of the video. I, I, I wanted the first shot to be close and, and, and then the, 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 second, the second part of the verse to be further away. And then the, the, the chorus, you know, where I'm swinging a saber and I'm right. pulling off the wig and uh, just, you know, just really like, 100% in like the full-on pirate fight and they loved it they really really you know they they, they didn't know uh, but once I, I wrote told them and then I, I showed up with the, with the with the various costumes and whatnot they're really really into it and and um, it it, uh, it revitalized their enthusiasm for the song they they, they were good. like oh it's a good song it's a great you know opening song but no that's the whole vibe um, for this next tour I will be dressed like that the whole pirate scene, old okay. captain, and the high speed theme for me. Before it was the devil. It was the devil, you know, and, and I, 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 I get all devilly, and, and it was all about pentagrams and, and all about, uh, you know, the, the, that kind of stuff. This is a different vibe now. This is right. the high speed. And it's all, right. all a wrong. It's all a good laugh. Now, we weren't dev, uh, devil worshippers or anything like that. It's just, just, it's just a wrong. It's, it's, yeah. it's, uh, it's pantomime. I got you. I got you. Cool. And again, we're talking about the new LA Guns record, Checkered Past. Another just awesome song, Knock Me Down. In a way, this has like this defiant tone to it. It, it almost like feels like a comeback song to me. Now, I know you guys have been doing the reunion for a number of years now, so maybe it's not a comeback song. But how, how do you view this song? Well, um, Knock Me Down. I noticed uh, on this record, uh, for the most part, I've been singing in a much lower register, right. um, and and it starts off in, 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 a, in a voice that uh, is unusually low for me. Um, but it, it 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 it's got a vibe. It's got an urgency to it, and um, I I wanted to have a really strong contrast between the the um, crystal chorus that is just it's such a bright uh, chorus. I wanted to have a, a kind of a um, a question, you know, more on a on a, on a talking level during the verses. Um, and it just it's just got a, a, a it's got you know what what the, what would have been been considered in the eighties. That would have been it's got all the the the, uh, the makings of what they call a radio hit when they played that kind of music Absolutely. on the radio. And and yeah, it's uh, it's it's very very commercial, um, and um, yeah yeah I like that one too. It, it took me a little longer. That some some were easier than others. I mean, Cannonball was a breeze. I did that in a day because I was just so into it. But other stuff like that took a bit longer. Right on, yeah. And you mentioned the song "Get Along." I guess there's a new music video for that coming out later this week. Which I by the time we post this interview, I guess it'll be it'll be live, but. What what should we expect? Is it a 
music video more along the lines of just the band on a soundstage, or, or what's that music video going to be? Well, uh, it's, 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 a, it's a big contrast from, from Cannonball. Um, now, this is and actually one of those old, uh, like, typical MTV um, videos with a story in it, with actors, and it's a, um, it, it, it's a whole premise of, of uh, a dad and his daughter. They're, they're, they're living on a hard time uh, in the mean streets of Hollywood, and, and dad's a bit of a drinker. He's a bit of a boozer, and, and, and she's, you know, getting really frustrated and upset by it and, and you know it's a whole little mini movie all condensed in three minutes and 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 at the end of it he's like no fuck it i'm, I'm gonna be good for my i'm gonna be straight he's pouring all his liquor down the toilet and and uh, it, it's, it's a big happy ending um now for that one i i, I didn't want to upstage the actors or or you know right. make it look for me so i just real low-key pair of overalls old straw hat and, and it's a very acoustic, it's got a real, um, the, the vibe of the song is very, um, like Led Zeppelin 3 uh, vibe to it. You know, they're, they're, of all their records, we're huge Zeppelin fans. So right. I think that's yeah. pretty obvious. Of all their records, it was really the most folky. Um, and, and, and um, yeah, when, 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 that song, when, when Tracy came up with that, that, that was beautiful chords and, and that progression. Um, it was, it was, a refreshing change, and as I said, it's a complete polar opposite from Cannonball. Right on. And that's, right. Great. And that's the nature of this band: is that you know we, we we take on any style, and and we make it our own. We're not a, a one-dimensional band. We, we we don't just do do the uh, what bands are like the you know, Maiden, Motorhead, ACDC, and they're really fucking good at it. But, but we're more on sort of cheap trip Beatles kind of uh, okay we did that now what should we do next and let's try let's try doing it you know and and, and for, for, for me personally that that's a lot more fun um, a lot more challenging and a lot more interesting and, and uh, uh, I love that about Tracy he, he really just you know we, we, he comes up with an album in about a week of, of, of great chord progressions and great music uh, and and he just lets us go with it, lets us run with it, and and the songs, uh, I won't say they write themselves, but it 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 it's just you know they have a a leaning of, of how they're going to be, uh, like living right now, which is, I think maybe my favourite song. That was the one that when I first heard the music, it was like oh yeah, I'm going to really really sink my teeth into this one, and and I think it turned out great. Bit of a sleeper, nobody's really noticed it yet. But it's, but it's, it's, it's the, the thing about this album. It's got quite a lot of humour in it, right? Uh, okay. and, and it's a funny song. It's, uh, it, it's got me in my full, you know, English act and go, keep running, Dave, <laughs> in between <laughs> right. lines and song. And and uh, it, it definitely, hopefully, uh, comes across as it, it being a lot of fun. Absolutely, and you know, you've gotten such a great response from the fans, from the critics. On, on these last few records. Is there a plan to bring more of these songs into the set list when you, you are out there playing live, or do you feel like you really have to play most of the old classics? It's a bitch, man. It, it really is. It, it, that, that's our, our big um, conundrum. You know, we, we, we write these new records, and, and we know full well that 70% 
of what we're riding is never going to get played live. It just can't just because of nature. Uh, you know, we can't escape the fact that um, we, uh, for, 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 for one of a better word, a something of a nostalgia act. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. I'm proud of our past. I'm proud of our legacy. Uh, and and it, um, it just entails that we have to play those songs, which um, so I, I, in, in my cynicism, I call them songs from the last century. Right. Um, <laughs> which they are, and, and, and uh, they're, they're great and everything. But yeah, it, 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 it's, it's a killer knowing. It's a killer picking out the three that we're going to be doing live off of each record. And, right. and occasionally, um, we'll try a, a, another one here and there and, 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 and put it in. But, you know, for the most part, we know that Let You Down, uh, Cannonball, and Get Along are going to be the three from this album that we're going to focus on live. And, and hopefully down the cool. line, maybe, you know, we can add something to it. But it's very difficult, you know, because we've got to do our set factions. We've got to do our electric jigs. We've got to do our, our, our ballad games. As we should, uh, because that's what people pay for, and and, um, and 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 many people want us for that. It's, it's, a lot of people might not want a whole set full of new stuff just because we get our jollies doing it. Uh, Tracy had an idea um, of doing two sets tonight, splitting it up, doing eight songs of of nostalgia, and then eight stuff, eight songs that we'd love to do ourselves. And I think it's a great idea and, and it's something that um, we might be able to look into, but not after taking almost two years off. Right. You know, I don't want to reinvent I don't want to reinvent the wheel. Um, while when we were, were first coming out, I've got enough to deal with with the, the three new ones and, and, and getting the whole thing back without doing a, a, a reformatting the, the, the entire vibe of rock and roll, actually, not just us, but doing that. Yeah. It's a great idea. I don't think we're quite ready to do it. I gotcha. Cool. You did. You did revisit the entire cocked and loaded record on the live stream that you guys had last year. Yeah. What about that type of setting live? Would you ever consider playing in a touring situation an album yeah, from that, start to finish? That was the plan. We were going to do that, but this fucking pandemic messed it up. It was a uh, that we that we were totally had that. On the cards. That's why we were able to do the live stream because we all learned it. We we're all expecting to do it and looking forward to doing it. And unfortunately, we only got to do, do it once uh, for a live stream. So that's just that's just the nature of uh, uh, of the, the, the very strange upside down world the last few years have been. Right on. It is the. 20 year anniversary of the Man in the Moon album which was kind of an interesting time, I think, for hard rock music in general. What, what do you remember about that album and just that history of L.A. Guns? Um, I, I've been away for a long time um, uh, prior to recording that record, and, and uh, I was out of the business. I've been out since, like, 92, 93. Um, and when... I, I was pretty convinced at the time that, that I was done uh, as a professional musician. I had a, you know, like a, a raising a family, had a regular job, a job that, that 
I liked. It was a, a nine to five, but it was a good it was a editing job, audio editing job. I worked for Fox, the wow. Fox Network, um, and and I really enjoyed it. And I liked the people that I worked with, and and, and many of them were ex musicians. And um, I, I, I was I was there for a few years, and 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 I got really good at it, and. and uh, uh, I was. Uh, they, they treated me really well. I was promoted, and, and I had my own studio, and I was enjoying, you know, making um, uh, commercials, box commercials for, for the Brazilian Grand Prix and, and golf commercials and stuff like that. I'm not a big sports fan or anything like that, but it was just a good gig, and I enjoyed working with people. And I, I honestly, for the most part, in my heart, I felt like uh, I, I, I was done. You know, music was just going to be kind of a hobby for me from that point on. And then I got this call saying, look, you know, we, we, we want to get back together. We want to re re-record the first two records and we want to see if we've got any, uh, if we've got a new new record in us. And, and, and it was an exciting time. Um, we, uh, it, it, it's not a, it's not a very hard rock record. I mean, there's, you know, Man in the Moon itself is almost kind of a fun vibe to it. Right. Um, and because there was a, uh, I wouldn't say, it was a, a lack of focus. It wasn't. It was just. It was a more broader kind of a, a, a vibe. We had Mark uh, Muddy, uh, Mark Dutton playing bass for us at the time, and he's he's real jazz. He's real. You know, yeah. he played with the Black Crows. Not that they're a jazz band, but you know, they're they're a bit more um, intricate than, than than say Pretty Boy Floyd. You know, that's no offense. It's just right. Like, you know, <laughs> right. And, and, and he was he's a busy bass player, and he, he you know he's got high standards. And, so he, he drew us into the sort of fun, funky direction, uh, certainly for the title track of the record. Yeah. Um, There's some great and, songs on that record. Beautiful is great. Don't Call Me Crazy. Two, two really yeah, good songs. No, it's good. It, it, and it's a real, it was a real um, labor of love. Because coming back and, and writing it from scratch, and I was like, oh, I thought I was done. I, thought, I didn't think I was going to see these guys ever again. And I thought I was done with it. So it, it was... Uh, it was interesting. It was a nice, it was pleasant and, 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 and good to be back. Oh, and then uh, when we when we released it, um, we, we had a fantastic tour. We had about 50 days uh, and we only played hard rock, hard rock cafes. Oh, wow. And, and every night we'd play a different hard rock. And just, just driving around, getting on the tour, you know, playing the show, uh, getting on the bus, going to sleep, waking up the next morning in another town. So taking over the hard rock, you know, putting up, you know, they they completely had the 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 the, the venue at our disposal, um, and we'd be sound checking all day, and and it, it was it was a lot of fun. That was a great great tour, and, and the hard rock people took really really good care of us, and didn't feel like work at all. Cool, cool. Final question for you, Phil. Um, you of course started your career back in the band Girl, and we all know that. Phil Collin from Def Leppard was also in that band, but I wanted to ask you about the band signing to Jet Records. Now, your label mates, I assume, would have been like Ozzy Osbourne and, and ELO, yeah. and the guy who ran that label, owned that label, was the, I don't know if, if notorious is the word, but we've, we've definitely heard the stories about Don Arden, uh, Sharon Osbourne's father. Any yeah. memories of, of him oh, and dealing I, with him? Oh, what was he like? Oh, I could talk about this all day it's fantastic well first of all um i put a band together in 1979 early 80s 
a cool girl. It was kind of an incendiary punk sort of a uh, thing. We were influenced by, I don't know, like like television, um, Tom Petty, The Cars, um, right. band called Japan uh, in, in England were big at the time. And yeah, um, I was seeing uh, an actress, Britt Eklund, who'd been with Rod Stewart, who was uh, involved in a project that, that Don was working on. Um, and and she told him about her, 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 her new toy boy has a band and he should check us out and, and give us a deal. And um, um, God knows, it, he actually did. He went along wow. with it and he did sign us. Uh, and, and yeah, it was a very short-lived thing. It was only lasted two years and it started off great and ended really badly. Um, and yeah, Don was around. We, we were, I became real good friends with Ozzy because, you know, Sharon and Ozzy had just gotten together and he was working on his first solo record. And, and so we'd see him a lot in the office. We didn't really see much of ELO or any of those guys. Um, but uh, yeah, Don was a character. He was a real fascinating character. And just recently, I, I, I finished his uh, autobiography. And it's so, so funny. And once I, I wish that I'd read that book. I wish I knew what I know about him now when I knew him. Right, right. I was a little intimidated, but there, there was no reason to be. You know, he, he just lays it out. You know, he, he wanted, if people wanted to be a star, he could make you a star. And, it, you know, like a lot of people, a lot of fans, a lot of musicians, he, 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 he broke, didn't have a pot to piss in. They were living at home. So he'd get them a house. And he'd get them a car and a driver and, and, and a housekeeper for the house. And all that stuff costs money. So what he did would be, he'd be like, you know, when the band got paid, and he'd, think he'd take a percentage of it to cover what he'd spend uh, on taking care of it. And, and, and a lot of musicians resented that. Yeah. Um, and and uh, so I think that's a, a big reason why he got a bad reputation. I, I highly recommend the book. It's called I... Mr. Big, uh, Don Arden. Uh, it's it's kind of hard to get here, but I, I managed to get a copy sent over from a friend, wow, and I've okay. really, really I'm I'm really um you know in, in this downtime I've been reading a lot of biographies. I read Peter Grant's biography, the manager of Led Zeppelin, uh, oh, Peter yeah. Frampton, guitar player from Humble Pie. Uh, but there's a lot of 70s uh, autobiographies floating around, and you know as I said, I, I grew up that was you know my that was the big influence for me growing up musically. Um, so it's great getting insight, and even though it might be, you know, decades later, I really feel like I, I, I get to know uh, the characters in the book and people that I, I, I knew and loved and for the most part, and 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 their take on it all. And uh, yeah, yeah, Don was all right. I, I gotta say, yeah. I wish you was around. I, I, I would give him a, I give him a high five now. Right on. You know, and he put that. Nobody else. You know, we weren't very good be honest you know there, there was uh and, and we weren't very commercial it, it just took a chance on it and uh and and it just sort of snowball it was a tiny little snowball and and and, and my career has gradually gotten bigger and bigger but that's where it started that's how it started i've got to thank Britt eklund and i've got to thank don arden for putting me on the map absolutely absolutely and thank you for you know continuing to give us such great music and Fantastic. giving it to us frequently, Checkered Past is out when, Phil? November what? 11th. 11th. Great. Yeah. And uh, I hope to see you live in 2022. I really do. Let's get you back to New York City. 
Phil. Oop. Hey, Phil, I lost you. Anyways, we're, we're pretty much done. I don't know if you hear me, Phil, but I lost you. Um, all right, man. Take care. Yeah, so kind of a weird ending. I never said goodbye to Phil. It just, uh, I don't know what happened. He just disappeared. But we were pretty much done with the interview, so that's that. Yeah, an odd ending to the interview, which was a fun, good interview. I know his the quality of his call wasn't the greatest. Um, you know, it's, it's wild how some people will have a mic plugged in. They sound so good. Other people, it, it just sounds like they're on a cell phone that's you know five years old having said that the quality of what he said i thought was really good the audio quality may have not been good but listen i'm not going to complain when you get to talk to phil lewis for 25 minutes it's a good day it's a good 25 minutes doesn't get much better than that right all right so thank you mr phil lewis and thanks to john freeman for setting that up of course and definitely support la guns Support Talking Metal with by joining us on Patreon. You do $5 American, five American dollars a month, you will get a Talking Metal t-shirt mailed out to you anywhere in the world. And I'll tell you what, usually I've been saving these t-shirts just for the people on Patreon. But if, if you don't want to join Patreon, 15 bucks if you're in the States, 20 if you're anywhere else in in the world and I will mail you out a talking metal t-shirt. We have all sizes. All right. I don't, that's, that's not an offer. I'm, I'm really doing very much anymore, but I gotta be honest. I, I restocked the talking metal t-shirts and I have like hundreds of them now. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta move this shit, right? All right. Talk to you next week, guys. Have a great week. <laughs>